Woody Mella. This is part two of Neon Hotline Brisbane's live podcast at Backdock Arts. And if we could bring to the stage... We've got next up, we've got Lockie and Alethea. Alethea. Alethea, sorry. There we go, there we go. Yeah. These lights are so bright. Yeah, I can't see what's happening. Hey, what's happening, guys? Hello. Hello. There there we go. go. Great. You. What's happening? Everything. (laughs) How are you? What's new? What's vibing? Everything. Everything. Everything got pushed back, so Maida October is going to be big, but exciting. It's going to be a time. Sweet. Hey, um, I think the first time I spoke with you, Alethea, um, you were still writing your PhD. Yes. How is that going? My name is now Dr. Alethea Beats. Dr. Beats! (laughs) Congratulations. It's done. So, yeah, thank you. Dr. (laughs) That's my entrance song. I love it. Um, It didn't take you a while, but you got through it, right? Yeah. Perseverance. Three years during a pandemic. It was great. (laughs) Sorry, so we should probably tell everybody what was your PhD on? So I did a doctorate of creative industries and it was on how insurgence and resurgence functions in the creative development of indigenous performance. So how resistance and carrying culture forward allows me to create work as an indigenous practitioner. So like looking at the creative development that we follow as indigenous folks. Wow. Congratulations, that sounds amazing. Thank you. And the reviews that she didn't even have any corrections to the PhD. Well, he's going to be great. <laughs> Are you kidding? No corrections. That's beautiful. I, yeah, I passed without corrections, which was, I was pretty done by the, so I was great. Like, I thought I was going to read it one last time, and I just went, eh, it's fine, submit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, by then I was very done. <laughs> Ooh. Well, anyway, congratulations Thank on that. Thank you. So, um, I guess we, we wanted to pretty much ask you about Digi Youth Arts, and is yes. that something that you started because of your PhD or no. was that completely different? Um, Digi Thought started, I guess, nine years ago now or actually 10 years ago. Um, so I'd been living and working here in Turrbal, Jagger and Yagara country for a while. So big love to the traditional custodians of this place. At that time, I was working as an Indigenous education support worker. I was a teacher at a boarding school and I was consistently frustrated with the ways in which the narrative was being spun on Indigenous young people from remote communities coming to so-called Brisbane. Mm. And there was like, you know, they're getting a free education and the school's paying for it. And I was like, well, actually, no, their schools just don't go past grade seven. And if they can't go live with family to go to like a government funded education, they've got no other opportunity. And I figured the best way to do that was to tap into like my drama degree that I did um, and to just work with some young people and put that show on a stage. And we had just announced that we were gonna do a play and we got approached by someone else to um, do the next work. And what I didn't know is that at that time, Youth Arts had been decimated by government policy and it was not until we were launching D-Way officially like a year later that someone's like, oh, you're starting a youth arts organisation now? And I was like, well, when's there been a good time in terms of funding, but also when's there been a bad time in terms of what our young people deserve? Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, um, I mean, I listened to a few of the episodes from Cousin to Cousin, oh, the podcast. Thank you. And your one specifically, and I just want to say congratulations. It's a really cool concept, and I really enjoyed listening to them. So if you guys have have Spotify, jump on to Cousin to Cousin, really cool, and it's great how 
there's a mutual a mutual kind of respect and a similar um, I don't know what the word should be is that you're facing similar problems and sim similar troubles across the globe and mm -hmm. there can be a connectivity around the globe around the same issues it's not a good thing but it's it's nice that there is a connection mm. and and um do you want to chat a little bit about your experiences on there and how you found chatting to someone across the world and sharing yeah. similar views yeah cousin to cousin was really cool you know really cool to be a part of um you know that that episode chatting with sebastian gaskin but um although alethea came up with the idea for cousin to cousin i was working as the uh creative producer across it so i got to kind of be across all mm -hmm. of the episodes and it was really cool so for context it was like conversations mm -hmm. between um indigenous musicians from these lands from and indigenous musicians from so-called canada as well and connecting them to talk about music and their experiences we had like uh psycho and nimkish myself and sebastian gaskin dobby and ace and nabi and what was the fourth one Crown Lands. Crown Lands, the number oh, the how most can I rocking the, band you blow will my ever mind. find yeah, in no, that was the it. world. They blow my mind so much that they blow it right out. They're, uh, Crown, <laughs> you got to get behind Crown Lands. Uh, go and listen to them because they're amazing. So there's so many really awesome chats, and we had support from the um, Consulate of Canada to yeah. um, mm. get it across and everything like that. And we're hoping that that's just the pilot and that can continue into so much more because I think a lot of friendships were made mm. across those um, uh, chats and podcasts so, yeah. yeah and the representation like what you were speaking about expanded because yeah. like I think that's what it, yes there's that struggle but it was able to go oh I can see myself in my indigeneity yeah. in that place yeah. so it expands expands that and, I'm, and that's how they felt about our artists that's pretty cool. How cousin to cousin even, was that using your relationships in the... Yeah, position? so I'd just been previous to COVID. I'd been travelling to um, the International Indigenous Music Summit and doing a bunch of work over in so-called Canada. And so we, myself and shout out to Jade Harper, who is um, from there and lives in Treaty 1 territory in Winnipeg. We were able... Yeah, there was lots of relationships just bubbling and this just became an opportunity to connect um, Indigenous young people because I think what we... We didn't want to lose that connection during the time we couldn't travel and we're a patient... We're a patient people, so we're happy to wait. Um, so we were able to kind of use these digital activations, whether it was Black Sound or Big Sound 2020 or um, the International Indigenous Music Summit was online and Cousin to Cousin has kept us all kind of connected which has mm. been lovely so yeah. you're saying amongst all of that you also got a phd done which is really <laughs> impressive because that was i was gonna how did you manage I, I was just looking through some of your bio and i was like and that and that and that so wow it was well definitely done. a big year last year it was a big year last year yeah i think that's why i put in my caption um deadly and formidable <laughs> that, that's how i felt about you um Lucky, you're so you do a bit of poetry. Well, you don't do a bit, you do poetry. Yes. Um, look, your stuff is very deep and meaningful. And I just wanted to ask you about um, Billy the Kid. I had to read it a few times. Oh, you went on the website? I did. <laughs> oh, I did. No. Cool. And Good. No, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> uh, I didn't know. I didn't know anyone went on that. I, I did. <laughs> I had to read some things, and I just. Can you tell me about Billy the Kid? Shit, I haven't even read Billy the Kid in You've a long read time. Billy I need to go on the <laughs> website. Oh no, that was from like a collection of poetry that I wrote in like 2020. I think it's kind of like when uh, COVID first started, so just at home all the time, um, and um, just kind of made this 
whole collection um, of really short poems because I was used to doing um, spoken word and performance-based poetry because I used to host multiple poetry nights down on the Gold Coast so I was always performing and being the MC. you have to kind of make yourself like loud in an example or embarrass yourself as an example to make people comfortable mm. so I was so used to having to do this real kind of loud and performative stuff that it was really nice because that's so different oh, I've changed I'm a different person now <laughs> no but it was really refreshing to do like a, a suite of poems that were all kind of like you know in a one page kind of zone and I would try to start with like a thought and then do something completely contrasting that didn't feel like it belonged in the same poem and then kind of roll line after line from that. So I think that is um, where Billy the Kid came from. Because I think you're right, the first line is this, uh, the, the, the gun was a staircase to sex or mm-hmm. something, which, yeah, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I, I caught it. It was only when it came to like the pencil part and I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Because you, you use a lot of metaphors, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, wait, wait, what does that mean? He broke a pencil. I'd have to like read it. I haven't actually read that in a long time because I, I didn't know what to do with them all. I was like, I'll put them all, I'll make a Squarespace account. I'll just put them all up here for free. People will read them. I don't know if they had, but you have now. Thank you. It makes I me feel it. nice. I read a lot of them and I was yeah. like, oh man, I gotta ask. And yeah. Man, I, I don't have a poetry background, so, you know, trying to get through it was, uh, it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Flashback to high school English. Oh, like don't. Because we had the <laughs> W.H. Alden Funeral Blues. Oh, no. Did you not Come read that on. one? No. Oh, God, that was the worst. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I was going to ask, just following on from the poetry, I think in, it might have been in the Cousin to Cousin that I was listening to, you mentioned that you went, you transitioned, or you started, you only started playing guitar at around 17 yeah but b- before you were writing poetry and that what was that transition Wh- why was it mm. what was the decision or what was a driving force behind it i think uh i think i was always a writer before i was a musician um like even in my band at the moment i'm definitely the worst musician in the band but i write all the songs so it's a weird contrast um you know i definitely started as a writer and would like fill a lot of journals poetry and stories and all that kind of thing but i really wanted to be a musician but it was just one of those things that never came naturally i really had to kind of like bash music across the inside of my brain to get a basic hold on chord structure which i haven't really progressed much further (laughs) since but it's enough to like get uh you know i can i can write the songs i want to write so i started playing loosely in 17 and then even only started taking it seriously again properly when i was like 21 and then managed to start putting songs together that I really like but then it was through gravitating uh, I guess the beautiful people I have in my band who um, have that as like their main love who started as musicians and that's the language they express themselves in so that we can build you know whole songs off what I do um, and then in vice versa and all that kind of thing but sometimes I think it's good because if I could play everything I might not give them any room to do something so mm. yeah. Fair you mentioned your band who is your band? Uh, the band is called Self. Self. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, band is called Self. That's who we are. And um, you did <laughs> a residency, right, last year with in Kulangata at the yeah. What was it? At the called? Pink Hotel. The Pink uh, we did uh, got a Radif grant, and we did a twelve day residency where we stayed in a suite called the Artist Suite in the Pink Hotel, which is this funky room upstairs with like a piano and funky lights and it's got a bit of like a kind of Chelsea Hotel energy and uh, yeah we locked up in there for like 12 days and that was during COVID as well so it was kind of like eerie because we had the whole hotel to ourselves 
And then we just kind of stayed in there for 12 days and wrote A Body of Music, um, which came out as the Pink Hotel single and two EPs that we're releasing this year. Congratulations. In 12 days. Just oh no, we didn't record it. Like we, we, we wrote it in there. Yeah, no, oh, we didn't do that. It, it in fact it's taken like two years. So. <laughs> it's a, it's we're ready to release it. Um, lots of fun things happening with so. Yeah, exciting. <laughs> Jared, do you want to ask about? Oh, black yeah, I was gonna ask. I saw was it is a Black Day Out? The yes, event this that was Friday. Yeah. I was, that was postponed from earlier this year and that's 1st April, is that correct? Yes, so yeah. on the 1st of April, Black Day Out is happening at the Tivoli and it is what we do best, indigenising pop culture because we didn't get to see ourselves in these things mm-hmm. um, and I'm actually working with a co-curator, Jindu Pedro Laurie who played Big Day Out um, as the medic, so it's been cool to have him reclaim that space. And it's got like Barker and Shakaya and, and Dancing Alice Water Sky. on there. Yep, Dancing, Dancing Water, Water yeah. Cells, so, Ancient yeah. Bloods, a whole bunch of um, local and favourites and a few folks from elsewhere. So it's going to be a really great day for Mob. Awesome. Fantastic. And, and anyone else that wants to come Friday. on. Okay, next Friday. Yeah. Next Friday at the Tivoli. Yes. Sweet. My next question was, do you mind uh, jumping onto the old guitar and playing us a, a few songs? Sure, Alethea, do you want to get up there and play a couple <laughs> yeah. songs? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we're we're got a new song called The Blob, we've tonight. been working on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you guys for coming through. And, uh, because thank you. Do you want to maybe just yell out some of the socials where the guys can oh, find yeah. you? Sure. Uh, Instagram, you can just look up Digi Youth Arts. Um, D-I-G-I, youth, you know how to spell the rest. Um, and you got uh, Black Social as well. B L A K Social. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, Selve, which is uh, S E L V E. Um, what else are we going to throw in there? Alethea Beatson. Yeah. Alethea in colour. That's right. <laughs> should you should Dr. Beats in your thing. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you probably should. Um, awesome. Yeah, I think that's all of us. Actually. Awesome. Cool. Sweet. Oh, Spotify you. itself. Yeah. Spotify itself? Yep. All right. We'll, we'll Thank you so much for it. Like a rhinestone cow, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want me to... Do you want me to pretend it is isn't? Just go? All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Yeah, my name is Lockie Little. I'm a Jabba Jabba man. My mob is from Up in Broome, I'm the songwriter and singer from a band called Self, here with my pal Dr. Beats over there. Uh, I'm going to play you a couple songs. I forgot to bring a guitar that had uh, an audio jack today, so we're doing this operation here. I'm going to play you two songs. I'm going to play uh, Snake of Light, which is from Self's first EP, and then I'm going to play uh, The Pink Hotel, seeing as we were playing, talking about The Pink Hotel. If I can remember how to play The Pink Hotel, without a band, as I haven't um, done it acoustically for a long time, so we'll just have to, you know, see what happens. Uh, (laughs) That's me, I'm out of here. All right, this is uh, Snake Light.
since I played that one. All right, let's go to the Pink Hotel. Check in, one night only. That's it, discount sale, you know, um, coupons, entertainment books, let's check in. Hey, hey. Mmm, yeah. Hey, hey. 
Dr. Gonzo in the artist's suite. Art is out, his spirits need. Shame that they don't like her to speak. It's just the thing our story needs. And it's tacking like a dope fiend freak. We're screaming, chase, go window creaks. And lays blue sheen at his feet. Because every lizard king must eat the singing willow, 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 willow. You gotta shake your bones at the pink hotel. I love my baby and I love her. Well, she got the side pink walls at the pink hotel. Smoking on the stairs, waiting to see if Cohen cares. Dylan's got him in his glare, while Krishna cuts a single panic cave, removes his underwear, raises up a bloody hand. Sergeant Pepper's bang is a hymn like shit. The group is down with the altar stands. Songs like, oh, this is where the other instruments usually come in. I'm gonna have to try to carry that by myself, throw in a bit of a weird intonation. There's one bit I, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, thank you. Um, I've been lucky and, uh, uh, yeah, talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jamil. I'm Jared. And we are Neon Hotline Brisbane. 